0: Yeah, so especially since I'm a burnout, <laughs> burnout specialist,
1: I, I figured it might go in that direction. So. Yes, yes, I'm, yes,
0: yes. I think that we can easily get caught up in, and I've caught myself in it too. We can easily get caught up in the shiny object, to the program that promises 10k months. You know, the the program that promises I don't know 10 leads a day or something like that. That shiny object promise. Um, And I think that what I have, I keep coming back to my why over and over and over again. And it is, I know my business will continue to grow as long as I focus on what is most important to me, which is really delivering high quality coaching, development, service, uh, you know, just a high quality product to the people that I want to serve. I know that I will continue to grow if I, if they always know that what they come back to is quality.
1: Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat. We're always here to help. Now today we've got another great guest on the podcast, Amanda Gwynn. And uh, Amanda, in uh, throughout high school and college, knew that she wanted to be in the service uh, services industry, and particularly in medicine. Ended up uh, going, or ended up in being a physician's assistant, and worked in the industry for about seven years. Uh, Worked in a few or a few hospitals uh, for a while, um, with the last hospital for about six years, um, and then. Thought uh, that uh, she was uh, healing others, but found that she wasn't hitting her goals. So went into uh, preterm labor with a baby and decided to make some life changes at that time. Um, Explored a few different things, found that she was burned out and decided to uh, take her mission as to uh, pulling other people out of uh, burnout and helping them to find some freedom within their lives. So with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Amanda. Oh,
0: thank you so much for having me, Devin. It's an honor.
1: Absolutely. So I just uh, took a much longer journey and packed it into the 32nd version. So let's unpack that a bit and tell us how your uh, journey got started in high school, college, uh, knowing that you wanted to be in medicine and services.
0: Yeah. So, you know, naturally um, I love learning about myself and I've always known that I want, that I was a nurturer by trade. I just really love to nurture people, things, situations, relationships, everything. And it felt like the best (laughs) <laughs> the best outlet for that would be medicine right and um i started uh, gosh even in high school i was working in a hospital volunteering i've been in the medical in some medical capacity and some job for over 18 years. And um, I just continued to work up, 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 up until I became a physician assistant. And um, and that's where my burnout journey started ultimately is where I was just burning the candle at both ends. Now, you know?
1: Before we get to the the burnout part, because that's, you know, you are jumping over a bit of your journey. So let's rewind just a bit. Sure. But so you say, okay, going into high school, college, Noah wanted to take care of others, wanted to be in the services, thought medicine was a, a route to go. And so you or what was the degree that you came out of um, from college?
0: So originally I came out with a, a nursing degree from college and I spent a long time in the nursing field. And I had a minor in business, which I knew, I just knew somewhere along the line that that was going to help me just the minor in business. Mm -hmm. And um, so I spent a long time as a nurse uh, and then I had to go back when I decided I wanted to further my education and I wanted to follow the medical model over the nursing model. I had to go back and get some post-baccalaureate hours. And I spent about two years doing that while working until I dove full into my master's degree.
1: And I say, and and so you come out of school, you kind of said, okay, this lines up with my personality. This is what I'd like, I think I'd like to do. And so you graduate and I I assume that you got the master's degree and what was the master's degree in?
0: So physician assistant studies. Mm -hmm. It's a Uh, master's, a master's of science, essentially.
1: Yeah. Perfect. So now you come out of school and you say, okay, I've got the degrees. I'm going to go in. And I think you started working for hospitals. Is that right?
0: Yes, I've always, as a physician assistant, I've always worked, even as a nurse, actually, I've always worked inpatient and in, in, uh, for hospitals. Mm-hmm.
1: No, no, that makes sense. And it's a good place to, to utilize your skills. So you're working in a hospital, um, you know, and was it kind of going in initially, you loved it and enjoyed it and it's what you thought and you you were right and you found your passion. It was later on that you started to get burnout or was it kind of, oh, or from the beginning, kind of that mismatch or kind of what was that part of the journey as you're getting into the career field that, you know. Nursing is not an easy degree. My wife's actually a nurse as well, and so she, you know, I know I watched her as she was finishing up her school as we got married. It's you know, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into it, especially to get master's degree. So kind of as you're coming out and working, what was that transition of getting into the work field and figuring out maybe this isn't exactly what I want to do?
0: Yeah, that's such a great question. And so initially, I spent my first five years as a pediatric nurse. And I worked in an ICU, it was very emotionally and physically demanding. And I thought, because I didn't have, I had not access to this part of my journey yet, I thought I was burned out in pediatrics, which is actually one of the reasons that I went on to be a physician assistant because um, the practice range is so broad with physician assistant, I could, I could have this degree, but I could practice essentially anywhere I wanted and with any population and any you know um, capacity. So looking back now, I was actually starting to be burned out in medicine when I was a nurse, but I thought it was pediatrics. So I knew I didn't want to do pediatrics. I wanted to continue to um, you know, further my career, but um, it, I was starting my burnout journey then. Um, you know I had all the symptoms I remember actually one day my husband um, I I did a lot of palliative care um, pediatrics so you can imagine very very difficult to um, be with these children while they're passing away and I remember I came out of the bathroom one day and my husband just looked at me and he says I think you're done I think you're done and I was I was done with pediatrics but um, that was the beginning you
1: know. you know you say okay you know so and the reason I, about a bit of what I asked I think some people or sometimes in your career you're you know that this may not be the right fit or you're trying to figure out what it is that you're trying to fix but it isn't always just straightforward it's not like you have a a sign or somebody that comes along and says you shouldn't be doing this and this is what you should be doing and so it's that journey of kind of figuring out okay this may not be lining up with what I want to do but now what what is the, the right thing so you say okay doesn't feel like it's the pediatrics. I'm starting to get some of the symptoms of burnout. So what did you where did you kind of go from there? Kind of how did you try and address that issue or pivot a bit?
0: Yeah. So I thought, which I don't, I, I say it jokingly foolishly, but every piece of my decision and my journey is just part of my journey and I've learned so much. But I just thought more education in the same field would free me, that I would have more opportunities and more freedom in the way I practiced, where where I practiced, who I practiced with who I practiced under or with. And um, I just thought the, I thought more education was a freeing um, incentive and it it just wasn't. I was actually digging my heels in deeper because I was not able to look at the symptoms of burnout at that time. You know, as medicine, medicine, you know, is such a beautiful career because you always have a job and you really, um, you're really doing a beautiful service. But it's very, it's, I mean, you're, 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 you're locked into medicine, you know, I mean, essentially. So, um, and that's something I run into with a lot of clients is that they don't, they're like, but this is all I know. This is what I went to school for. Like, what, what else would I do, you know?
1: I say okay and it is kind of one of those where the hard, you know the great thing about education is it open doors but you also start to one niche down and specialize okay. and two you're racking it more student loans you you got further in there you're more invested and so it's always more hard to change course or to go in a different direction so you say okay yeah. I'm, you know initially thought needed more education give you more open doors, give you more paths and direction. So you go get the the additional education. And then what was, uh, where did you go from there as far as kind of career path and what was the next step after you go and get or some additional qualifications?
0: Yeah, so I did. Um, I right out of school. So the um, the master's in science took 28 months full-time, essentially no break around the clock. Um, and when I came out, I did not waste any time. I went and got a job. Um, my, we kind of, we kind of pretended like we were still poor and I paid off most of my student loans really quickly. Um, and I, I would say the only thing though, that, that offered me the freedom was that I made more money. And, um, I realized very quickly though, that the money was not freeing, you know? So, um, yeah, I jumped, I jumped right in from when I graduated, I took my boards and I, I started practicing.
1: Now you practice and how long did you, you practice for before? And I think if I remember right, um, you know, what was kind of the genesis of making that shift is, you, you know, you went into a bit of preterm labor, figured out you're getting burned out. But before that, how long did you practice for after you kind of made more money, specialized, got the additional education, kind of what was that period of time?
0: Yeah, so I practiced about six to seven years in a um, really um, busy internal medicine practice. And I worked at night. So I ran the hospital for a group of physicians at night and took all the call and the admissions and things. Um, and initially felt like that was a really good fit because I could be a mom during the day and I could work at night. And I felt like I was balancing it, but I, I wasn't, you know, I was just really kind of going down a rabbit hole of, of, of disaster. And then, um, and then when my, when my preterm labor hit and the doctors admitted me to the hospital and they said, look, there's nothing wrong with your baby. And there's actually nothing wrong with the, your body, the
1: problem is you so i was like whoa you know nice and you know i think that you know sometimes it it takes a bit of that wake-up call so to speak of hey i'm going a million miles an hour getting a lot of things done and it's not good for me and my health and the baby's health and that and i need to take a change so you have that a bit of that wake-up call doctor says hey this is, you know, the way, way you're going about it isn't going to work long-term. You need to make some adjustments. So what did you kind of do from there? Did you just simply go and quit your job the next day and said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm out. Did you take some time to transition? Did you ponder? Did it take a bit of time for you to make, or to come to that realization or kind of what was that after you'd had that initial realization, kind of where to go from there?
0: Yeah, that's, um, so January 2nd was the day I was admitted to the hospital and I, and I jokingly call it my rebirth birthday. And today is actually my actual birthday, but I celebrate January 2nd as my what's actually more special because that's when I just, on that day, I literally changed everything. Like I never, I, I left work that the, the day before. I never went back to that job. Um, I, I just changed everything. I mean, we started living life completely different. I remember my husband and I even like um, you know, sat down and like listed some people in our lives that were causing us a lot of stress, and we're like, mm, they're no more, you know, like we this is awake, like everything that is not in alignment with making sure we have a healthy baby and a healthy family is gone. And
1: i say, okay, to a degree, it's you know, it, it, it was a fairly drastic change, then or I mean, everything yeah. from not jettisoning friends, but people that are causing aggravation to your life or otherwise aren't there or are, it are making it better to, hey, I've got to make some career changes and everything else. And so now as you're trying to make all those changes, make that adjustment, along with getting ready to have a baby, kind of, did you, you know, what did that, where, did you take a break off? Did you take a, you know, a little bit of a, a reprieve or did you jump right into the next thing or kind of how did you figure out, okay, I know I need to make some changes, You started to make those changes, but what direction did you start to take your career and kind of what trajectory oh. did that began? Yeah, that's when all the real magic
0: happened. So I took about three months off um, c- carrying the baby to term. And then I took another three months off as actual maternity leave. And then I really didn't get excited about going back into anything for another three months. It was a total of nine months before I even walked back into a hospital and practice any kind of medicine. And even the, even now I still do very, very part-time. I work two days a month just because I really feel comfortable just keeping my skills up and everything in medicine. Um, but after the baby was born and I could take a big sigh of relief, whew, I said, "Okay, I know I did this, but why?" So that's when I really dove into. I had been a long-term therapy patient, you know, just just dealing with normal, you know, being a human, <laughs> the human condition, and um, but I really didn't feel like I had the skills to to look super inward and pinpoint what got me here, and this is the you know, there had been many, many whispers for a long time in my life that I had been completely ignoring. And then I had finally gotten a yell and I said, okay, if I don't listen to this, then something even worse is going to happen because the universe is sending me a message that I have to wake up. So that's when I hired my first coach, um, actually two of them. Um, One was in Puerto Rico and one was in Australia, and I dove deep into, my baby was even only five months old when I did this, and I didn't necessarily have the time, but I felt so passionately about, like, really listening to the universe's lesson of, what did I do to get here, and how do I prevent it, and how do I live life different, long term?
1: Now you say, okay, you get the coach, you start to ask those questions, and Now, what was what was the answer that you arrived at, or what was uh, okay? This is I, you know, I'm getting some of that direction, getting some of that coaching. But where did you decide to go, or what what was that next step for you?
0: Yeah, so I I would say probably about five or six months into my journey of of working in depth with a coach, um, I I decided that oh my gosh, I need to do this for other people. But but even more, I think you asked the question of what what did I learn? I really learned how um ingrained i was in people pleasing i was so concerned about pleasing others that i didn't even know what it meant to please myself like i thought that being a mother meant that you were a martyr i thought that the happier my kids were then the better life was no matter what it cost i thought that my personal success was wrapped around in a prescription pad and a degree and certifications and a white coat. I, I just had kind of a warped, but not, and I hate to use that word because society really helps us fall into this very easily. But this warped idea of success that it was outside of me, it wasn't inside of me. And, um, you know, I was essentially playing I was essentially uh, living life playing by everybody else's rules I did not take into account anything about what I wanted or um, what kept me balanced or anything like that you know it was it was really more a journey inward into where where am I looking to validate myself that I don't need other people to validate me.
1: Now, now the question will be is how did you turn that into a career? How did you actually make money off of that? Right? So what, you know, with that realization, you're saying, okay, like to steal or money or have a career or have some or some sort of the, or that nature. So what, where did that take you?
0: Yeah, so um, I became very mindful that I needed to do this for other women, that there were a lot of women that were in my spot that needed the awareness, not even women, like I I actually love helping men too, but um, women seem to fall into this more martyr role, this people-pleasing, nurturing role more than men, um, but that they needed to have an option to know that suffering was optional and that they needed a safe place to talk about that and they needed someone who had walked that journey before them to show them the way and and so that's when i began coaching and um initially i started with a small little program that just really taught the fundamentals of self-care and boundaries and people pleasing and you know identifying where your trauma was kind of keeping you stuck and keeping you making the decisions that you're making and um my real passion though came to be the one-on-one space because it feels so personal and I'm so devoted to their, um, their outcome and their joy and just, and just really helping people find bliss.
1: All right. And so now you, you, you find that and you say, and if if we were to maybe put words in your, uh, in your mouth just a bit, I mean, so now you're almost getting into the kind of, Hey, we're going to get into coaching, right? Or we're going to help other mentor people, coach them. I mean, I don't know what the preferred term is or what the actual title is, but that idea of, you know, where are you going to build a business? I've been through this. I've learned, you know, what burnout is, what it is to find that freedom, what it is to pull yourself out of that situation. And not that it was a bad situation, but just how you can improve the happiness in your life. And so you start to go into that coaching, mentoring type of arena. Now, Mm -hmm. how long ago was that that you started to, to go into that arena start to kind of offer those services?
0: So last summer was when I went all in on my business um, and, you know, I think you probably, you probably have a lot of entrepreneurs on here. that say, oh, I'm going to start a business. I had no idea, no idea how challenging it was going to be. Um, you know that the, my relationship would be almost like a, my business would also be like a relationship. You know that I had to to nurture and um, you know draw boundaries with and grow with and learn from and um, you know I had I had no idea.
1: <laughs> oh, and I, I think that you know I think that there's a a degree that's of requ- uh, being naive that is required in order to start your business. Absolutely. If you do everything that was going to be required, all the potential hurdles and all the difficulties people probably wouldn't do it and so it's always I think that there's that's almost a prerequisite to get into doing that so now as you've done that and you've done that for about a year how has it gone have you been able to help people be able to find clients has it been difficult to fit the market fit has it been one where it's been gratifying but doesn't pay well or pay wells but is it gratifying you're burned out again or kind of give us an idea of where you're at
0: yeah. So, you know, that's, that's a really great question. I actually have been growing very slow and organically because I was so mindful of burnout. I, I knew that if I grew too fast and I've actually had some business coaches approach me that I would, could work with and they could help me grow very fast. And then I quickly like retreated, like, Oh, I don't want that, you know? Um, and so, you know, to be completely honest, cause I don't mind being honest that my business is still in the red. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm helping people and we're, and I'm growing, but it's, it's, um, it's, it's still in the growth phase. And um, it's interesting because people say, well, the, you know, burnout is a pandemic after the pandemic because I think one in five nurses right now are leaving the bedside. Like this is a huge thing. But finding um, the clientele that, w- that understand what burnout is and understand also that the personal work they need to do around it to make sure it doesn't happen again. Like it's, it's a pretty, it's a smaller group to be completely honest
1: you know? So, no. And I think that, you know, I think that first of all, I think it's, it's great to say, hey, I am still in the red. I am trying to manage burnout. I am trying to figure it out. The business is growing and I'm trying to monitor, make it grow in the, in the right ways as opposed to trying or, or pour, pour a whole bunch of fuel in the fire is definitely uh, great to hear. And so now as we've kind of caught up to a bit of where your journey is at in the present, Always a great time to jump to the two questions I ask at the end of each episode, which is where we've arrived now. So the first question is along the journey that we just uh, talked about, what was the worst business decision you ever made? What did you learn from it?
0: So, you know, I've made some bad decisions in my business. I have, but I've learned so much from them. So it's hard to classify them as bad decisions. But I think ultimately investing in Investing in programs or investing in just things for my business that my business or me, we were not yet ready for, you know, is probably the worst thing I've ever done. I mean, it, it just, it was just money that I could have sent elsewhere. Um, you know, I, I just, I wasn't ready. Like, I think it was last April Um, so almost a year ago before I went completely all in with my business, i had invested in a, in a program and, and I just wasn't ready. It just, it just kind of fell on deaf ears to be, you know, I, I did not have the structure in place yet to, um, to, to grow at that level.
1: I think that makes sense. And, you know, it's one of those, that's easy to make the mistake, but a great one to learn from. Yeah. Second question I always ask is now, if you're talking to somebody that's just getting into a startup or a small business what be the one piece of advice you give them?
0: Yeah. So especially since I'm a burnout, <laughs> burnout specialist,
1: I, I figured it might go in that direction. Yes, so. yes, yes,
0: yes, <laughs> I think that we can easily get caught up in, and I've caught myself in it too. We can easily get caught up in the shiny object to the program that promises 10 K months, you know, the, the program that promises, I don't know, 10 leads a day or something like that, that shiny object promise. Um, And I think that what I have, I keep coming back to my why over and over and over again. And it is, I know my business will continue to grow as long as I focus on what is most important to me, which is really delivering high quality coaching, development, service, uh, you know, just a high quality product to the people that I want to serve. I know that I will continue to grow if I, if they always know that what they come back to is quality. So, you know.
1: Oh, I think that's uh, definitely a great a great piece of advice and a great takeaway. So, Thank you. well, as we uh, wrap towards the end of the podcast, if people want to reach out to you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more?
0: Yes, so the best place would be to, to jump on my website, which is just www.amandagwencoaching.com. I'm also on Instagram at Coaching. I'm on Facebook as Amanda Gwen. And then I have a really great community called the Burnout Sanctuary. And um, you can link all that in my link tree off Instagram as well if it's difficult to find. And um, I post a lot of just free inspirational information, free support. There's lots of other people in there that are probably struggling with the same things you are. It's just a great free resource. Um, I love to serve and I love to put things in there pretty regularly just to help people out.
1: Awesome. I definitely encourage everybody to reach out, connect, and uh, find out more. And if nothing else, make a new best friend. So,
0: oh, yeah. Thank that-
1: you. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Amanda. It's been a fun, it's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell and you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, we'd love to have you. So just go to inventiveguest.com and apply to be on the show. A couple more things as listeners, make sure to click subscribe, leave us a review, make sure to share because we want to make sure that everyone finds out about all these awesome episodes. And last but not least, if you ever need help with your patents, your trademarks or anything else with your startup, your small business, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat and we're always here to help. Well, thank you again, Amanda, for coming on the podcast and wish oh, the I next leg it. of your journey even better than the last. Thank you, Devin. Have a great day. Absolutely.